0: Hello, and welcome back to the podcast, Democracy. And if you don't know me, my name is Miko Parker, and I'll be hosting today's episode. The big news right now is the United States is starting to reopen, and Biden has kicked off the 2021 G7 summit. Uh, Within the first headline, masks are no longer mandated on the House floor, nearly 64% of, of U.S. adults have received at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine and nearly 53% are fully vaccinated. However, experts warn that vaccination lags among groups, such as adolescents, could delay the return to normal. The FDA authorized an extension of the shelf life of Johnson & Johnson's COVID-19 vaccine following concerns from states that some currently available doses were set to expire at the end of the month. Chicago is officially reopened, the mayor said. So here's what the mayor exactly said. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot was met with cheers when she announced the city is fully reopened. The city moved into phase five of its reopening plan, which allows businesses to operate without COVID-19 guidelines. Uh, What she said was, meaning capacity limits gone, masks mandates are not mandatory, and social distancing requirements are now lifted, uh, the mayor said. Masks remain required in some places per federal guidelines, the mayor said, including on uh, public transportation and in healthcare facilities, schools, shelters, and correctional facilities. So this is uh, amazing because... I don't live in Chicago, but many people do. Uh, some people want Chicago to be a state that's not... It's a pretty unpopular opinion, but some people Some people naturally think that Chicago is a state just because of how many people live in there, how, many, how famous it is, and uh, how many shows are, and movies are done after it. But this is a really big move. When you see Chicago opening, that means that yeah, I think it's safe to say that the United States is reopening. So... This means that you can go back to your freedom. You can, and in most states, you can, if not already, you can wear unmasked outdoors. That that's one standard that the entire United States has agreed to. If you're outside, you do not have to wear a mask. That's that's federal. That every everyone's in agreement with that. Now. A lot of states are starting to move to, okay, we're going to get rid of these social distancing, distancing standards and social distancing guidelines and masks and all that stuff. So this is really good because, as I said previously, nearly 64% of U.S. adults have received at least one dose of COVID-19 vaccine. That's more than half. That's more than half of United States adults that have gotten vaccinated. Now, just because you're not fully well, fit. Fi- 53% are fully vaccinated, 64% have already gotten their vaccine. That means that there's a good about, I say a good 10%, 11% really, of, Ameri- of adults in America who haven't been fully vaccinated. That's a very uh, small percentage. That's just about that's about half of the adults that are uh, living in the United States. So this is really good. This means that the United States is on the move and we have issued more than 200 million COVID-19 vaccines to Americans and children from 12 and up. So what this means for you is that if you have gotten vaccinated, this means that you have all your freedom. But there's a a small issue with this. Because although we assume that, oh, you need your COVID-19 vaccine in order to do all this stuff. No, you don't. (laughs) <laughs> that there's nothing that says that you need a COVID-19 vaccine to go back to doing whatever the heck you were doing prior to the shutdown. Make hu- and I think that this is uh, actually okay. If we're considering that 64% of adults have uh, have either been fully vaccinated or have gotten their vaccine, and 53% have been fully vaccinated for sure, it's kind of, uh, it doesn't make much sense to me to say, oh, you have to be vaccinated in order to do all of this stuff. I think that that would just spread among the uh, amount of people that aren't vaccinated. So, and that would be a very small percentage if we keep continuing the speed that we're going to with uh, vaccinations. So, many people have been vaccinated. Mass vaccination sites are going crazy, and we're even running out of vaccines. So, we put those, and I think the press secretary and Biden said, we put those vaccines out there so that we can uh, just go back to what we were doing prior. So I want to uh, play a video of President Biden uh, giving an address to the American people. So let's see if I can find this. All right, here it is right here. So we're going to open this up and we're going to take a listen to what Biden has to say.
1: Just as the American economy is recovering, It is in all of our interest to have the global economy begin to recover as well. And that won't happen unless we can get this pandemic under control worldwide. That's why, as I said in my address to the joint session of Congress in April, America will be the arsenal of vaccines in our fight against COVID-19. Just as America was the arsenal of democracy during World War II, Over the past four months, we've taken a number of steps toward this historic effort. We have contributed more than any nation to COVAX, a collective global effort that is delivering COVID-19 vaccines across the world. We've supported manufacturing efforts abroad through our partnerships with Japan, India, and Australia, known as the Quad. We've shared doses with our neighbors, Canada,
0: so this is uh, good for many reasons because he's basically signaling that we are going to give vaccinations to other uh, countries. And um, I think press secretary uh, has said that we're going to give nearly 500 million, 500 million vaccines to, uh, and the, these are like, it's technically 100 million because if you're, if you're going to count like the Pfizer and the Moderna, Moderna, then you're going to see that you need to take two doses, and that means that you cannot be fully vaccinated if you didn't take two, uh, two full doses. So that means that you, the United States is currently giving 100 million vaccines out to the entire globe. This is good, this is good because it can, uh, you can go out and go on the airplane and go to other countries, uh, places where uh were very high in COVID nineteen. Now if we're gonna give more vaccinations to those to those places then um it's beneficial for everyone. Everyone wins. Uh whether it whether the United States is paid or not, yeah you know, we're we're still everyone's winning. So uh, some people are speculating because we we'll we're just giving out free vaccines to everyone. And my my thing is uh, the vaccine was already free when it was in America. So, so I, I don't think that, uh, other countries should have to really, uh, worry about this because the United States does have a lot of vaccines. And I think that it would only be appropriate that we give some vaccine to other countries so that they can also be beneficial in their country so that you and your family can be everyone. So let's get back to the G7 summer. Then that, uh, word word worth the speech that you just heard was uh from vice uh, not vice president president Biden when he went to uh England he's currently in England I mean and he is currently at the G7 summit with the other seven well other six <laughs> major countries leaders um many uh great things and many historical things are happening here because uh well there isn't really much historical things happening right now. Um, uh, the G7 is currently in Cornwall. So, uh, obviously, the Prime Minister of uh, Great Britain is going to be uh, hosting this entire event. So, just how when Donald Trump hosted the G7 at the White House. And that's where the G7 is usually at. Um, not too sure why they, they're doing it in Cornwall. I, I'd rather see them all at the White House so that yeah, we can do more. <laughs> so, um, let, let's read about this. So, about an hour ago, uh, B- Biden had arrived to Eden Project for reception with G7 leaders and the Queen. They had a nice photo op eight, about 18 minutes ago. All the leaders, uh, nicely socially distanced, unmasked, and all standing apart. Uh, we could see the And the Queen is standing right in the middle. She's not she's not part of the g7 summit she's just like a person that is important <laughs> when when you're uh hosting a g7 summit in england so and biden is on the far far right of this photo and i think that this is a very nice photo and symbolizes what the uh, world could look like if we all got vaccinated everyone can uh, socially distance be unmasked and be happy (laughs) the queen of england is going out here unmasked uh she for a long time i think she i think she was staying home really if we want to be real with each other i think that she was just staying home but now she's getting out there unmasked and with her age she's doing whatever the heck she wants so um let's read some more about this Alright, Queen Elizabeth II will meet G7 leaders at a reception in Cornwall. Queen Elizabeth II and other senior members of the royal family are set to meet the G7 leaders and their partners at a reception in Corn- Cornwall, England. The 95 year old Queen, the Prince of Wales, Duchess of Cornwall, and the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge will attend the reception at the Eden Project. A visitor visit. A famous visitor attraction located in a reclaimed china clay pit the do- the dinner comes after the initial day of the meetings at the g seven summit. The leaders of the world's advanced economies gathered Friday on the Cornish coast for the first time since the global coronavirus pandemic began. The global economy is up first on the agenda. the global tax rate and aid for countries in need on the docket. These efforts, the White House said, will will forge a more fair and inclusive global economy as the world leaders gather in Cornwall. So the G7 is all about good countries. Uh, I think it's the Great Seven. I think that's what the G stands for because these are like really good countries. These countries have the best economies or best democracies or most vast democracies in the entire world. So um, I guess this is how we make the world an equitable place. So, and that we can not only care for these major seven countries, but these major seven countries can look for ways to help other countries in the world that may not be part of the G7. Now, and with the exception of Russia, because Russia left the G7 in 2014, uh, they did some things that... Uh, the annexation and all that stuff that happened got them kicked out of the g7 uh indefinitely so uh we're not going to see russia back in the g7 anytime soon but uh that makes it a little bit hard because biden i think he's either meeting with uh president putin or he already he already has met with president putin i'm not too sure which but um This is a a very big thing right here for the G7, because the G7 prior to being the G7 was the G8, and then Russia left because, annexation. (laughs) And so, what basically is wrong with this is because Putin, he's not able to meet with the G7 leaders because he's not part of the G7. So, this makes it harder for them to tell Putin that he's doing something wrong, because Putin, he can, he's very powerful, like... Russia is a very good country and should be part of the G7, but the way that they have acted and the way that they have, uh, broken laws and human rights laws, I mean, were completely wrong. So I think that, uh, when we look at this type of stuff, we see, uh, that it's gonna be hard for the G7 to basically get Russia under control, (laughs) so, so yeah, but there's lots of things happening at the G7, so... Uh, Biden. So let's move on to the next thing. So Biden warns he'll tell Putin what I want him to know as he defines goal of foreign tour. So as I said previously, Biden uh either has or will be meeting with uh President Putin. Uh, I'm um what he said uh was I'm headed to the G seven then to the NATO ministerial and then to meet with Mr. Putin to let him know what I want him to know. Uh, that's what Biden said at RAF, uh, mild Milden Hall in Suffolk, England, home to an American uh, refueling wing, and I cannot talk today, at the site of Biden's first presidential speech on foreign soil. Biden spoke forcefully about rest- restoring American alliances in Europe, describing them as a cornerstone of a global security, and he said he won't, wouldn't hold back in his meeting with Putin. We're not seeking conflict with Russia. We want a stable, predictable relationship, he said. I've been very clear. The United States will respond in a robust and meaningful way if the Russian government engages in harmful activities. We're, we've already demonstrated that. I'm going to communicate that there are consequences for violating and the sovereignty of democracies in the United States and Europe and elsewhere, so this basically defunct de uh defunks de debunks yeah debunks <laughs> debunks what uh by Bi- uh President Trump said saying that oh Biden is so weak and would be a very weak president. Well, this is a lie <laughs> because Biden is literally saying, if you mess with us, this is what's going to happen. So I I think that he will be powerful in his meeting with Putin because he has because in the past he has been very uh he has held many countries to high standards when it comes to things like uh breaking human rights uh laws and things like that. So yeah, that's really what's going on right now and I will give you uh more updates uh by the way, today is uh Friday. So if this is coming out on a Wednesday, then well, I'm sorry, because all this stuff has already happened, and you probably already know about it, so I'm sorry. I'm probably going to upload it on Friday, though. But, um, let's uh, let's move on with what is going on at the G7. So, uh, that's really it. (laughs) That's really just it. There there are more updates to come with the G7. Many things are going to happen. I'm not too sure if the uh, meeting with Putin it's going to be televised. It's probably not. But hey, <laughs> so I'll see you all later. And thank you for listening to today's podcast episode of the podcast democracy.